Hey y'all, it's Julie Coley with Histories and Murders in Wichita Falls, Texas. Today's episode is a sad case. And if we ever needed the hashtag save our children back in the 70s, this is one of those. Um, a sweet little girl was murdered and uh, here in Wichita Falls. And I will be telling you the whole story. So let's get started. Bobby Jean Butler attended Ryder High School in Wichita Falls, Texas from 1964 to 1967. He came from an ordinary, hard-working family. His parents owned and operated a state farm insurance office. One of his classmates described him as a quiet, loner type who was a little strange. His sister described him as a sweet big brother, always driving her around to places. He was the next to the oldest of 15 grandchildren, and he loved to be around kids. When his grandmother moved back to Wichita Falls in about 1971, he moved in with her so that she wouldn't have to live alone. Trouble started for Bobby in 1967 in Arlington, Texas. He was trying to help out a woman who had custody of her granddaughter because her mother was in jail. Bobby offered to take care of her. So he took this young girl, who was 10 years old at the time, into his home. Very little is known about what actually happened in his Arlington home. One person interviewed said his wife left him, but returned to find the windows all covered up at his house, and the girl was living there. She insisted that this little girl be returned to her grandmother, but instead he fled Arlington with her. Bobby Butler was arrested on October 24, 1967, after a warrant was issued by Arlington authorities. Texas Highway Patrolman Bill Ennis found Butler in a Brownsville, Texas motel. He was found with the little girl. Ennis recognized his car in the parking lot of the motel. Bobby Butler was charged with rape and sodomy. He pleaded innocent by reason of insanity. A jury trial was held in November of 1968. His trial was only to determine if he was insane or not. After testimony by several psychiatrists stating that at the time of the incident, Bobby did not know right from wrong, a jury ver verdict was entered. They decided that Butler was insane at the time of the incident and was still insane at the time of his trial. He was admitted to Rusk State Hospital. After treatment in the state hospital of only 13 months, a district court judge in Brownsville ruled that Butler was once again sane in December of 1969. He was released from Rusk State Hospital. He was never tried on the original rape and sodomy charge that can be found. But he was listed as a sex offender 
1972 Wichita Falls newspaper article. In June of 71, Butler was charged with theft over $50 and receiving and concealing stolen property in Wichita Falls. These charges were dropped in August of 71 for insufficient evidence. While living at his grandmother's house in Wichita Falls, a little six-year-old girl by the name of Tina Marie Clark visited the home frequently. She had her own room in the house, and it's unknown exactly how the relationship between Bobby and Tina began, but he was often seen walking with her to church on Sunday, and he took care of her frequently. At some point in the relationship, Tina's father, Jimmy Clark, had told Bobby to stay away from his little girl. On Tuesday, July 15, 1972, even though he was not supposed to be around Tina anymore, he convinced her mother, Mary, to let him take her to get her picture taken. The Clarks didn't have a lot of money. They lived in a modest home at 1412 14th Street, and the family was trying to raise four children on a house painter's salary. Mary conceded and let Bobby take Tina to get her picture taken. It would have been so special for her little girl. Before he left, however, he left a note at home saying that he was going to take Tina to Arlington to Six Flags Over Texas, something he never mentioned to the Clarks. Bobby never returned home with Tina. The Clarks reported their daughter missing that day. Law enforcement agencies all over Texas and Oklahoma were on the lookout for Bobby and little six-year-old Tina. Days went by and there was no sign of either one of them. On July 24th, a call came in to the Clay County Sheriff's Office from Mr. and Mrs. Harry Kern. While fishing on Lake Arrowhead in their boat, they had seen a car with a trunk up in a remote area of the lake. They thought that someone was camping and fishing, so they didn't think anything about it at first. But they had seen the car there for several days, and the Kearns got curious. On the 24th, the car was still there, and the trunk was still up on the car. They decided to investigate it to be sure that whoever was fishing there was all right. They pulled up to the shore, and Harry Kern said he found what appeared to be a man and a young girl in a burned-out tent. Clay County authorities discovered the burned remains of Bobby Jean Butler and Tina Marie Clark. Both had been shot once in the head. Part of little Tina's arm was missing and it was never recovered. About an acre of land had been burned by the fire. The owner of the land had seen smoke, but because of an injury, he had been unable to go deep into the land to investigate. After a thorough investigation by the Clay County Sheriff's Office, Texas Rangers, DPS, 
and Wichita County officers, it was determined that Bobby killed Tina and then himself. On July 13th, he bought a 38 caliber pistol from a Wichita Falls pound shop. One of Butler's co-workers told authorities that earlier in the week, before their disappearance, Bobby told him he was going to take Tina to Six Flags and then go to Lake Jackson to shoot his new gun. Bobby shot Tina in the head, doused himself and Tina with gasoline, started a fire, and then shot himself. A 38 caliber pistol was found in the burned-out tent. It was believed they had been dead for several days. There were also papers, later identified as suicide notes, found in his car that solidified this scenario of murder-suicide. The family of Bobby Butler was never convinced that he killed Tina. In trying to investigate this story, I discovered that during a previous Clay County Sheriff's term, he had ordered that all archived records be destroyed. There was no coroner's report, no papers, Nothing in a file that, were, that was in Bobby's car. Nothing left at all. Any evidence that might have still existed is gone forever. After her death, a friend of Jimmy Clark's, Thomas Wagner, started a fund to help pay for the funeral expenses of little Tina. Employees of Kelly Moore Paint Company donated the most money. Wagner said that Jimmy would be working if he wasn't so torn up about the death of his daughter and the family needed help during this time he wasn't working. He just wanted to help his friend until he was mentally and emotionally able to return to work. Tina Marie Clark was born February 20th, 1966, and she died July 24th, 1972. She was the daughter of Jimmy and Mary Sampley Clark. She was survived by three brothers, and she's buried in the Highland Cemetery in Iowa Park, Texas. Bobby Jean Butler was the son of Joe and Wilma Butler. He is survived by a brother and sister, and he's buried in the Crestview Cemetery in Wichita Falls. Well, that's it for today, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, be working on another one for next week. Not sure what yet, but um, stay tuned. It's getting close to Halloween, and, and I'll be doing those, Hall those Halloween podcasts very soon. If y'all haven't liked my uh, Julie Coley author page, you need to do so because I will be posting pictures to that page when I do the haunted uh, downtown Wichita Falls podcast on July, on July, oh my gosh, on October 29th, um, and I will be posting some EVPs, which are electronic voice phenomena, like they do on Ghost Hunter on the digital recorder, so y'all are going to want to hear those, and the only way you can hear them is on this podcast and see the photos on my Julie Coley author page. So, see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. I have written 
eight books about Wichita Falls and North Texas. I have four in a series called How Did They Die? Murdered in Northern Texas. One is from 1892 to 1926. One is 26 to 74. One is 54 to 2011. And then I have Murdered in the Line of Duty. So it's about officers around Texas who have been killed in the line of duty. I've also written four picture books. One is called Views of the Past, Downtown Wichita Falls. One is Views of the Past, Downtown Wichita Falls, Volume 2. One is Views of the Past, Wichita County, Texas. And the last one is called Way Back When, a picture book for kids. Y'all can get any of these books at Pickard's Universe at 10th and Indiana, Heritage Antique Mall at 15th and Lamar, and please shop locally if you live here, or you can order them on Amazon.com. Just type in my name and my books will pop up. Thank y'all.